What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're breaking out week 16 NFL action. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas to everyone for this week. That's what we're celebrating for Christmas Eve football. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment of some of your favorite bets or anything you got to say about this week or last week of football. We're here to listen to it or even the pro bullshit. But as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm Concha, and I'm joined with. I'm stuck. This is Kev. I thought the Jets had a good defense, Savoy. But I'm watching this. We're watching this. We're watching this game live right now. And this Jets defense is embarrassing, Miami. I really thought they were better than this. I'm watching. Evan Ingram has 108 yards right now against the damn. And it's only the third quarter. Like back to back weeks, he's putting up 100 yards too. It's only 13 to three. It's a close game. But sauce, where you at, man? Oh, shit. If y'all didn't know, I took the Jags. He took the Jets. It's currently still live, third quarter, about nine minutes left, 13-3. So we are watching the game as we make our picks for this weekend. So if we, if we go a little quiet or we get a little loud, just know it's because this game's a little crazy. I don't see it either. Just by the way, the Jaguars are picking apart Trevor Lawrence. He's looking like a dog right now. Mother, I just don't see this game. And then I don't know what's up with the defense. Is it, is it, is it, is it wet? Is there something that got them boys like maneuvering? It is wet. It is raining out there, but that's why people thought the Jets' defense would play even better, is because of the wet ball and shit. Like, oh, Trevor Lawrence won't be able to throw it. He'll have to rely on the run game. Jets got a good run defense, blase, blase. But like, it's football. You never know what really happens until the game starts. Oh yeah, that's facts. They're expecting more rain though, so like, I don't know. But Doug Peterson looking like a real genius right now. Uh, but let's get into this weekend slate, Christmas Eve. We'll start with the Christmas Eve games. Saturday, if y'all don't know, set your clocks. Your games will be Saturday. First game on the slate, the Bears at home hosting the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by eight points on the road. Honestly, I don't think Buffalo has shown to be a team that you should be able to lay eight points with. I think they'll probably win this game. But the Bears, I've been their offense is as after since Justin Fields is able to run. No, they haven't won a game since. But they've oh. at least been in every game since. They've been close. They've scored. They've even the Eagles game was down to the fucking liar last week because of Justin Fields and his ability to run. So I wouldn't lay the eight, but I will I will be taking the Bills here to win straight up. It's so interesting that you say that. Cause I was looking at that because I was like, Justin Fields does get a lot of runs. But I feel like he's at a point where he just breaks for one good one. Like, he'll break for one or two good ones, and that kind of sets up his team to score, or he scores on those runs. But a lot of his runs be, like, three-yard runs, four, like, four. Like, they're not crazy fast, crazy nice runs. So it's interesting that they haven't won a game to me because um won a game since he started, since they decided to maneuver in the offense. But they look like a better team because their defense is stepping up. They got two picks on Jalen Hurts last week. Like, they're holding it down. So the Bears are not a bad team, but the Bills, this is one of those teams like, yo, you're supposed to be number one in the West right now. You haven't, you haven't clinched up the division yet, fully yet. Got to be careful. And you got to keep rolling. Like that last win was a very, it was very close. This is one of those games that you got to come bust their ass. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs has to come through. I want to say he didn't do have too much of an impact last game, but it was, it was cold outside. So well, it's gonna be cold here. It's gonna be nine degrees in Chicago. 
The wind Ooh. chill is going to be in the negative. So it's going to be a very windy, cold day in Chicago. So that's also why I think eight points is a little bit too much. Like, there's going to be a, a very run-heavy type game. Damn, that's not good. You think this is a Dawson Knox scores another one in this game? Because he's been playing well these last couple of games. I could see him. The Bears have a decent secondary. They got weak at linebacker ever since they got rid of Rokon Smith. So the, the tight ends are very much alive. I think Cole Beasley might score a touchdown. We haven't seen much of Cole Beasley since he came back to the Bills, and he's, uh, he might show up here. But I think it'll be a close game. That's why, like, I, I would take the plus eight if I'm a better. But as of the straight-up money line picks, I think the Bills should win this game. Nice. I respect it. Same. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, one of the bigger spreads. There's not too many big spreads this week. Uh, next game, the Browns are at home hosting – the Saints, the Saints just put Jarvis Landry on IR, so he's done with the season. Chris Olave will be out as well, so they're going to be down two weapons. But other than, And then the Browns, Nick Chubb was hurt throughout practice, but he will be suiting up this Saturday, so he will play. But Cleveland favored by three points. Saints as the underdog on the road, coming off the win against the Falcons. Browns coming off a win as well. I just think this is a, this is a very even game here. Saints have a really good pass defense. I believe a top 10 pass defense right now. So, again, if you're waiting for Deshaun Watson to have a big game, I don't think this will be it. Oh, I'm going to rock with the Saints here. Even though they haven't been good on the road, I just don't think Nick Chubb's going to have a big game against the Saints defense. And if it comes down to Watson against the Saints secondary, I kind of like the Saints defense to win this. I think the Saints defense is going to play pretty well hold the Browns down, and find a way to win as an underdog here and keep their playoff hopes alive. Oh, I'm wondering what the fuck is wrong with my um, fantasy. I'm, I have um, I just um, took Chris Olave out since he said he was going to be out. That's why you listen to the podcast, Mother Chuckers. But um, I was projected 218 points, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck is going on right oh, now? Oh, it's two-week playoffs. Yeah, I was in Aaron Rodgers about to spaz, and I was like, oh, it's two weeks. But um, yeah, you kind of I I respect your Saints pick, man. But I don't respect the Saints. I think if Drake London doesn't, if Drake London doesn't fumble that ball, at least the field goal is getting kicked in that inch. I think Desmond Ritter. I think there was enough time to get a touch, to get a couple of touchdown tries, and then put the pressure on y'all to score on the Saints to score, which they. Yeah, I'm not respecting the Saints. I think they, this game is going to be – I think they woke up for that last game. They hate the Falcons. It was hate week. But, yeah, I don't like the Saints in this game. I think Deshaun Watson is not that great. But I don't think – I think the run game is going to be the biggest key if they can if they can figure out a way to run on this nice Saints fresh defense, which there is a way, there's a will, there's a way, especially since Nick Chubb has been quiet the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm taking – yeah, I'm not taking the Saints in this one. Can't do it. Next game, three, only a three-point spread here. Titans are at home hosting the Texans. Titans are favored by three points. I, it's as simple enough as a handicap as, like, Derrick Henry against the Texans. I know Tannehill will not be playing. It's going to be a Malik Willis game. That's probably why the spread's so close. But even then, like, the Texans are still the worst 
rush defense in the NFL. There's a reason why Derrick Henry puts up like, like what was it, 200 last game, 200 before that against them. There's a reason why he runs all over this Texans defense, and I, I expect another huge day. Go hammer his over on his rushing yards for Derrick Henry, but I, the Titans are going to win this straight. I, and and they're, they need to win to at least hold off the Jaguars, who are inching closer and closer. I think this is a, a Mike Vrabel game, if I've ever seen it, after coming off so many losses. So, like, I feel like the toughest part about playing defense is we're having to replay the plays in your mind and knowing that, like, replay, like, play bad plays in your mind. I feel like that's really tough. So, like, there are certain things that they probably they probably think hard about in Houston. Barbecue, the sun, and dude, when Derek and the nightmares they have about Derek, and this motherfucker comes up and puts 200 on them consistently, like, conveniently, like, he does that like that's a normal thing, a normal task to do. Like, oh, I'm going to Texas? <laughs> Let me put my 200-yard shoes on. So Derrick Henry against this this rush, this Texans rush, deep, this Texans rush defense is going to be a terrible mismatch. But I don't think this Texans are out of this game, though. The last two games, the Texans have played crazy close coming forward, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And these are two good teams, and the Titans are coming off of four losses. In a row, was it three or four losses in a row? I believe three. So yeah, they're going off. Of, they're coming off of a losing streak, but I do believe when it comes to coaching, Vrabel is a better coach than Lovey Smith at the moment. And with this rushing, if as long as the rush game works, they'll be able to. They'll be able to defense. Be able to keep this game close. They'll be able to. They'll be able to run the ball, control the time possession, keep the game dirty and rigid. And after that. Just take this game. Just play, play it ugly. Treat it like an old school Steelers game. Play it ugly. Ugly it up, and that's what the Titans can do, especially with Malik Davis. And I feel like they're gonna have to get rugged and ugly. You said Malik Davis. Willis. Malik Willis, my bad. Willis. Uh, next game, biggest spread of the weekend. Kansas City Chiefs are laying ten points at home against the Seahawks. I would have taken that spread just off the – I would take the Seahawks and that spread just off the fact that, like, they just went to overtime last week with the Texans. And the week before that, they let the Broncos come back. The Seahawks still has a chance to be in, in this game with them the whole time. Yeah, and the only thing the Seahawks are weak in is against the run. They have a pretty decent pass defense. The run defense is their biggest hole. And, I, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco has been looking pretty good. Jarek McKinnon had a big game last week for the Chiefs. But it is not a run team, and I there will never be a week in which the Chiefs will abandon throwing the ball and just like, oh, we can beat them with the run. Let's run the ball 30 times. They'll never do that They're just because of the weapons they got and that Patrick Mahomes at center. So I do think the Seahawks may keep this game close. But, again, this is just like the Chiefs – if the Chiefs win here, they clinch up everything. They're, they, they can basically rest the rest of the year before playoffs – so I think this is still a big win for them. So I think the Chiefs will, will win this game. Sometimes I wonder, what would the Chiefs be if they had some crazy back, like Austin Eckler or um, Dalvin Cook? Like, would they feed the motherfuckers 40? Or, like, uh, even, like, a crazy good backup, like A.J. Dillon. Like, would they feed that motherfucker 20 times? But even if he's even if he's rolling, that'd be interesting to see. But 
the Chiefs, I think this is a game where they have to show they're not playing with their food no more. And I don't think they played with their food last game against the Texans. Patrick Mahomes played awesome. There was some there was some miscues on no, that was I'm thinking the Patriots game. I can't remember what happened on defense for them. It's to go the Texas way a few times. But Patrick Mahomes played awesome. They still had a close game and had to win in overtime. Jerry McKinnon took off. But they need to consistently – this is the game where they show, like, yo, we're number one, two, or three in the Packer power rankings because we can put teams away that shouldn't be in the, in the um, game with us. All right, both rocking with the Chiefs here. Next game, another one o'clocker. Patriots at home, three-point underdogs against this red-hot Bengals. And this is all these games are on Saturday. Yeah, these are all Saturday games. Woo! Life is good. These are all one o'clock so far too. But man, like, how can you bet on the like? Even if it's three point. Like, I gotta go with the Bengals. Like, like Bengals, red hot offense. They can drop thirty on anybody. The Patriots is they, they can't score. The only time they score is short field positions. Defense makes great stands. A special team return gets them close, and then they can run the ball here or there. But the Bengals got a great run defense, a decent pass defense, and I just don't see this how this Patriots team can even score points. And like, I'm rocking heavy on the Bengals this week. Facts. What, Joe? You got you telling me Joe Bees. T. Higgins, healthy. Taj Boyd, healthy. Jamar Chase, healthy. Joe Mixon, healthy. Demarze P. Ryan, in the cut, healthy. They might think – it might be this close only because the Patriots do have Matt Judon, who's, like, tied for the most sacks this year, a really good pass rush. And the Bengals, some games their offensive line can block, and in some games they do let up, like, five to six sacks. That's insane. But so this comes down to that offensive line. This offensive line can block up for Joe Bree, Joe Beasy and give him time to be straight. But I think Bill Belichick can attempt to change can attempt to get rid of Jamar Chase. But there's so many weapons you can find somebody that's open. Like I don't know who the uh, I can't remember who the tight end is right now. But you can find somebody to be open. Hayden Hurst, I believe, the tight end. No, no, I think Hayden Hurst don't play for him. No, he's a Bengal, I believe, because they replaced C.J. Uzuma with uh, Hayden Hurst, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking – you got to take the Bengals just when they're rolling. They're really – and they're still trying to win the division, and they really should be the winners of the division at the end of the season. Yeah. So, both of the Bengals. Panthers at home. Two and a half underdogs against the seven and seven Lions here. Is a new Lions team. They're still alive for the playoffs. They're seven and seven. They're way better than last year at this point. The Panthers five and nine. They're still right there in the playoff hunt. And I might shock some people here. I'm riding the Panthers at home as an underdog. Just because the Lions, I don't know if they could continue to like this is a, they did it last week against the Jets. I took the Jets, and the Jets defense played pretty decent. The Lions, uh, it was a close game. The Panthers, I think, have a better offense than the Jets, and I just think that their uh, defense is just as good as the Jets. It just like don't get as much credit. So I think the Panthers are gonna finally give them uh, the Lions an L here, and the Panthers are four and four at home 
So out of four out of their five wins come at home. So they're just a better team when they play there. I respect it. I think that's a good deduction. But this Lions team is reeling, dog. They're looking great right now. They had a hard five one against the win against that jet, that great Jets defense last week. The tight end taking it down, however many yards that was. Thing of beauty. So I want to give it to the Panthers as a sneaky win, but I gotta take the Jets. The um, Lions love this one because Jared Goff. He's been looking like the truth. They've won six of the last seven. Dan Campbell has his whole team buying in. Everybody really feeling like they were about to fuck some shit up. And, like, I'm here for all of that. <laughs> all right, so another game we're split on. We only got two so far we're split on. Next game, we got the Ravens at home. Six-and-a-half-point favorites against your Falcons, Kev. Falcons, hope for the playoffs, are still alive. They're five and nine. Ravens will be starting Tyler Huntley. Lamar will mix his third straight game. Give me, give me the case on why you think the Falcons win this game. It is no Lamar. Um, with or without Lamar, I think it comes down to offense versus the defense. This this Ravens defense has been looking very in sync recently. They've been looking tough, but they not unstoppable. The Steelers scored. This they got what three picks against the Steelers, and then last week they played the Browns. Deshaun Watson didn't look the best, so they haven't played great competition in recent time. So we're gonna come through this film on Desmond Ritter now. He only threw like ninety-seven yards last week, but we gotta come through. We gotta run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So they're gonna try to um stop. They're gonna try to limit Al Greer and Cordell Patterson. For their Patterson, and when it comes time to be patient and take these underneath throws and these these up and overs and these slants for us to get these first downs, Desmond Ritter has to be critical. It's critical we convert on third down. If we have an eighty percent completion on third down, we can really fuck them boys up. But and on defense, we gotta limit. We gotta force takeaways and turnovers because Christian McCaffrey is not. Uh, I can't talk. Motherfucking the Ravens are a problem, but they're a bigger problem to themselves. You got to force these takeaways, and whenever they make mistakes, make sure they can pay for it. But if we can convert on third down and force takeaways, I really see us busting their ass. So I'm taking the Ravens. I was going to go against them, but y'all's past defenses have not looked good. And Tyler Huntley, like, even though I don't like him that much, I think this, like, last week he had a tough matchup against the Browns past Denzel Ward. But with the Falcons' pass defense, I could see him actually completing some passes where he couldn't last week. So that's why I'm taking the Ravens here. Next game, the 49ers at home, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Washington Commanders coming off their loss on Monday night football. Or was it – no, Sunday night football. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, he's been fucking red hot. He's been looking good. 49ers keep winning, but I don't know, man. I think this Washington Commanders defense is legit, and I think they have a shot to win this game outright. Remember, Eagles only lost to – Eagles only lost this season. It's Tiddy's red hot – Tiddy's um, red hot Tiddy's Commanders now, and they're kind of upset after they feel like they got screwed last week with the refs. They definitely got hosed last week. Nah, and nobody and everybody's gonna try to burn that shit under the rug. Like wait till somebody loses a hundred thousand or a couple million on that um on hold it on a passing on a missed call like that. 
but this this Commanders team is looking great. They're looking awesome, but this 49ers defense is really holding people to seven, like really shutting people out right now. This comp, Taylor Heineke might be able to get something done in the fourth quarter, but boy, I don't really see them doing too much against this defense. This defense is awesome. See, I want to take the 49ers money line, but I'm also thinking the Commanders do have a really good defense. Where Brock Purdy, I feel like, hasn't been tested yet against a really good defense. Give me, yeah, give me the commanders. Fuck it. Give me the money line commanders here. They're 4 2 and 1 on away games. They show up out of away games. I know 49ers are 6 and 1 at home, so they usually show up at home. But I just think this will be the game where Brock Purdy finally throws an interception, maybe two. And then, like, they have a good run defense that can hold CMC and company. And then you might have to lean on Purdy. We'll see if that Purdy is pretty come Saturday. Damn, is this a so so seems oh wait, hold on. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. Last four o'clock game for Saturday. The Cowboys are at home. Four and a half point favorites against the 13 and 1 Eagles. Eagles will be starting Gardner Minshew. Jalen Hurts is out with an injury this week. That's interesting. Because I have A.J. Brown in fantasy. He doesn't have his quarterback. I got D-Hop. He doesn't have his quarterback. Life is good. Well, the three highest interception ratio of all time is Aaron Rodgers. I don't know the exact percentage. was Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Gardner Minshew. Ooh. Tom Brady not up there? I think he's in the top ten or five. But uh, I didn't know the top three is those three guys. Oh, how do you feel about good old Gardner Minshew? It's been a minute since we've seen him play. I loved Gardner Minshew on the Jags. I feel like he—he he was a—I feel like he can start for a few teams. Uh, I think he can start on the Panthers. I think it would be a great battle between him and Taylor Heineke on who would start for the Commanders. But that's like right where I see him. Like his—he's either the best backup in the league or a lower end starter. That's real. But can he win you games? I think he, he came in last year when Jalen Hurts was out, and he won a game. And I remember – the only reason I remember is because him and his dad had matching leather, like Air Force-type leather jackets. Like you see Tom Cruise wearing Top Gun and shit, those type of jackets. Yeah. And then, boy, like at the end of the game, like they chest bump, and then like they do like some real li- – like that – like a fucking – like a, a hard dap up, come here, hug him again. Like I was just like, oh, that's a real father – the son, like, they love each other. Like, that's some real shit. Like, the dad was just as happy as he was that he got the start and the win. Them boys got a bomb. Yeah, but I respect it. I think Gardner Minshew's good. I just think this defense is even better. I think this defense is going to understand the challenge, and they know that their team's going to have to get – they're going to have to get the Cowboys up off of there. Dak is throwing interception the last two games, so, hey, I got a prop bet for you. Oh. Anytime interception, that Prescott. Oh, okay. I'm dropping props on you. You better go hammer that. I like that. I like the because they're gonna try to throw the ball a lot, and you know the Eagles are gonna take that shit away. But I also want to see how Gardner Minshew is against the Cowboys secondary, which I mean, no Trevor Lawrence lit they ass up last week in the comeback, but they are still top three pass defense in the ranking. So it's like these are two of the top five pass defenses, and going up against. 
quarterbacks who probably could throw interception. So, I mean, also I did just say Gardner Minshew is number three in the interception rate of all time. So maybe he won't throw one. But I, I, I don't know how to pick this game because I could see a world where the Cowboys beat them 30 to 17 and it's like, oh, well, Gardner was playing. Don't worry about it. But then also could see a world where it's like 13-10 and both defenses are balling. I mean, and it's interesting because think about it. They played this game earlier this season and Dak was out. Now they're playing this game again and Jalen Hurts was out. That's true. And if we make, they may run into each other in the playoffs the way it's looking too. This shit is interesting. So I'm going to take the Eagles, but the Cowboys do have a chance because this secondary, that defense is relentless. But I don't I don't know too many offensive, too many D-lines that have really torched Jalen Hurts like that. Maybe. Maybe it's because he's a Russian quarterback, so it's really tough to stay on his ass like that. But they just also have two Pro Bowl linemen in front of him, so like they hold that shit down. Jason Kelsey, I don't really see Jason Kelsey going for that. Like and that. Lane Johnson, I think Lane Johnson hasn't let up a sack since like 2015 or some crazy shit. Gangster, gangster. It was like last time he let up a sack, Jalen Hurts was still at Alabama. I don't know, it was some crazy statistic. That's actually crazy as fuck. But, yeah, I got to take the Eagles on this one because if they sweep the Cowboys, they really run this position. Well, just to keep it interesting, because we've been split on the last three picks, I'm going to split with you here as well. I'm going to take the Cowboys. They're at home. Hopefully, Jerry Jones pays the rest a little bit extra this week, and they squeak out a win. And I'm really not trusting the Cowboys because how they did me last week. I say, you know what? I've been sipping on a Jerry Jones juice this season. Let me get me a cup. Chug, 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 chug. Man, this bullshit. They done drugged like, your I, fucking drink, bro. They put a little roofie or something in that shit. When I saw that come back, I was like, these motherfuckers did it. Oh, when I'm I'm watching this OT go, I'm like, these motherfuckers did it. I see that throw the pig last week. These motherfuckers. So there's no way I was picking the Cowboys this week. They could have played motherfucking. The motherfucking Thomasville Tarantulas, I would have picked T-Villa. Hey, these are the two teams. Eagles had eight pro bowlers this year. Cowboys had seven and second. So these are two teams that are stacked with pro bowlers. And then our nice. Saturday, our Christmas Eve main event, 8-15. Everyone's relaxing, eating some food, just counting down the hours till Christmas. The Steelers are at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Raiders. Both teams need a win here. Both Mike Tomlin's 500 is still alive. And I, the Raiders, I think they just need a win out if they have any hopes of this season not being a complete waste. The one thing about the Raiders this season is they're going to find a way to win. What did they have at one point? Two back-to-back overtime wins, a regular win, and then they had that crazy play. This is the last eight. These are literally the last four games they just played. Like, the back-to-back overtime and then the fucking pick six or the whatever the fuck you want to call that Patriots game last play. Yeah, that's a, a pitch a pitch six. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even Bill Belichick, but, I mean, it's even crazier because Bill Belichick came to the podium and they asked, why didn't you throw a Hail Mary? And he basically said, our quarterback doesn't have the arm strength for it. Uh, damn near what he said. He's like, we couldn't throw it that far or some shit like that. Yeah, Mac. Damn, 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 damn. But the the oh, that's crazy. So, but the Raiders. So the Raiders have been finding ways to win, and they were playing very explosive. 
But boy, I don't know if you can really trust him on this game. Devontae Adams gonna eat. I think I was watching the Patriots game last week. Hunter Renfro was back, so that looked good. Darren Wallace scored last week, didn't he? Yep. So uh, I don't know about this Raiders team. How do you feel about this game? Forgot to hit on one thing earlier. Chase Young will be making his first start this week against the 49ers. Another reason why I'm taking the commies. But this game, I was leaning Steelers. That's that defense. I think they'll be able to get to the rate. Like, the best unit on the field, whether don't care what side of the ball it is, I think it's the Steelers' defense with T.J. Watt. They'll be able to get the pass rush going, get to Derek Carr, make his life a little bit uncomfortable. He may be throwing an interception here or there. And I just think this Mike Tomlin needs that 500 streak to stay alive. And this is a game, there's no more losses allowed. Like, this is the game they have to win. And I think they'll find a way to win. And then I was leaning heavy then. And then fucking Franco Harris, Hall of Famer for the Steelers. He had passed away yesterday or today. So now I know the Steelers at home are going to be fucking pumped up. Like, Franco Harris is one of only three players in the Steelers' retired jerseys. So. He passed away. They're going to have that Franco Harris uh, mojo rocking with them at home in Pittsburgh for them to win. No cap. And I didn't he write like the book called The Immaculate Reception or something like that. That was, was like, yeah, the, one of the most famous plays in NFL history, The Immaculate Reception. And it, it was against the, and they played the Raiders in that game. So it's literally, they're playing the Raiders the same, the same weekend he passed. Now it's tragic because imagine like they set it up perfectly. Schedule makers like, oh, I got something for y'all lads, and because they had the they and um, yeah, that's crazy. So rest in peace, bro. But yeah, the Steelers are gonna turn up, and Cam Pickett's supposed to play this week. Yep. John Madden and Franco Harris will be up in heaven watching down on this game. Then Christmas Day, open up your fucking presents and watch some football. First game at 1 o'clock, the Green Bay Packers coming off their Monday night win is rolling down to South Beach, Miami to take on the Dolphins coming off of three straight losses here. These are two must-win games for both. Packers need a win to stay in the playoff hunt. Dolphins need a win to secure a wild card. I'm not sure it's going to secure it, but at least put us in a better position. Dolphins so, are favored by four at home right here. How are we feeling, Kev? This is one of those games that's like, yo, we got to win. But, like, the Dolphins are just so much better than the motherfucking Packers right now. Like, straight up. The Packers, they look decent in their game in their game, their game on Monday. They showed, if you know the right plays, Chris Watson. If you're not playing. But if you know the right plays, you'll get into you can, you can, Aaron Rodgers can find you in the end zone. And something that we're sleeping on is the fact that we make fun of the Packers for their special teams for so long. And they actually have a, a nice little return man down over there now. So, but the Dolphins have lost, but you guys lost your last three. Yep. Yeah, you guys want to win and you guys want it bad. Tyreek Hill in every game. Jim Waddles in the next last game. So now it's just about turning these points into wins, having more points than the other dudes on the other side. So, yeah, I like that to fuck them up. Yeah, open up your presents. We're going to send Green Bay packing. And they snubbed two out of the Pro Bowl. He led all fan uh, votes. 
And then the Pro Bowl got announced, and it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. So you went from leading all fan votes to not making it, and I think the Dolphins are going to come in with some extra juice because they, they hold my guy. They hold him. So give me give me two on the Dolphins to take care of business. Yeah, dead ass. Last, our last three games before we head out, the Broncos go to L.A. to take on the Baker Mayfield-led Rams. Rams are two-and-a-half points, underdogs at home. Honestly, I I don't think two-and-a-half is big enough. I don't care if it's Brent Rifen. I don't care if it's Russ. I don't care if it's me. I'm taking the Broncos minus two-and-a-half. I think the Broncos' defense alone wins in this game. Nah, deadass. Defense is fucking phenomenal. There's defense and the offense is so seconds of, seconds of looking great. Only seconds, though. And... They got Russell Wilson back this week, correct? Yeah. No, actually, I think that? he's going to be back. But, I mean, the way Rifen played, he may be back, but he maybe Rifen gets the start, and they just say that they're waiting for Russ to be 100%. Smart, smart, smart. But, but they paid him all that money. Yeah, I was say, but they did pay him all that money. He may be forced into the starter job. But do you see Baker and the Rams doing enough damage to beat the Broncos' defense at all? I mean, I can see them try, but I actually just switched my kicker from Matt Gay from the Rams to somebody. Um, it's not completely different because I don't see the Rams scoring any points in this game, and that's the difference. You got to score points to win this league. And I feel like if, um, if them boys, yeah, I don't see them doing too much, so. They can drive it down on them. The Broncos can take it slow, drive it down on them, have small underneath routes, and try to catch, try to throw every side except Jalen Ramsey's because I really don't like the rest of the rest of Jalen Ramsey match. Um, 50-50 balls. But, yeah, I mean, the Rams can try to make something shake, but I really like the Broncos in this one. Both on the Broncos. Then Christmas Day, Sunday night football, NBC. The Cardinals are at home. We're the seven and a half point underdogs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Wait, how many games are Christmas? Just three. Okay. So but the, Card- the Cardinals versus. Yeah, it's gonna be Tracy Sor or Trace Sorgi or whatever the fuck his name is will be the starter against his Buccaneers. Apparently, Colt McCoy wasn't cutting it for them. Probably kept trying to drink it. They probably just kind of things. Cole McCoy's damn. Yeah, it's gonna be that Tracy Jordan or what, I can't remember his name. Dang, well, Cole McCoy must remember must not showed up to practice or something. I swear. I know we both don't like the Bucks, but this could honestly be the game where the Bucks defense finally shows out. I don't think the, the offense might put up like 21, but I could see a fumble, like a fumble recovery touchdown or a pick six where like, oh, this defense is alive for the fucking playoff hunt. Let's do it. We can do it. And like, I think this would be a game where the Bucks put up like 30 and I can see the Cardinals put up 10. And I'm taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Bucks here. I think they blow them out. I mean, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, if the Cardinals defense was better, I would try to argue that the Cardinals have a better chance just so I can say fucking Bucks, but not. Nah, hopefully, the Bucks can use this as a team because they're still number one in the division. They need to get a win to like to keep that spot solidified, especially the way the Saints are really, really closer and closer. The Panthers are thirsting for it. I'm getting collecting wins back to back. 
So yeah, definitely. Yeah, boys doing it. I mean, the boys have this is a must win game for them. They have to do it. And then finally, Monday night football, the day after Christmas, the Colts are at home where Matt Ryan has been benched for the second time this year for Nick Foles against the Chargers. Colts are four and a half point underdogs at home coming off the greatest comeback loss of all time. Nick Foles, though, will be the starter, and I think that's big. I, I also wanted to question, how the fuck does Sam Elliger get the starting job over Nick Foles whenever they first benched Matt Ryan? Because that makes no sense to me. That's real now. Like you don't you don't want to say you were tanking, but you had Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. They had a statue of that motherfucker outside of Philly. Does sitting on the bench when you put in the Sam Elliger cat? Like you don't what the fuck were okay, y'all weren't tanking, whatever you say. <laughs> I, it don't make it don't make no sense to me. But Colts defense, like there's they're legit. They're hundred percent the reason why they were putting up all them fucking points. Special teams even scored a touchdown. Do you think the Chargers' offense is going to be too much for this Colts' defense, or do you think the Colts' defense is going to take get some stops on the Chargers here? Because the Chargers sometimes do get – they throw interceptions, they go for it on fourth, they don't get it. Like, sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot too much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but that's just the nature of the – that's just their nature at the moment. Brandon Stanley, you know, he's the sneakiest, sneakiest coach in the game right now, so he's always going to have something up his sleeve. You can't forget that one timeout cost them boys a tie to go into to the playoffs last year. So I'm always going for the Chargers. You know, I rock with Jay Herbo heavy. But mm, this game is going to be crazy close. I'm glad it's on Monday. How do you think the um, matchups feel on this game? Because the Chargers, they do have their whole um, lineup back. So it all comes down to me in this game is – is Nick Foles washed? Because if he's washed, it could we just we might just see Matt Ryan 2.0 get out there and get cooked. <laughs> but if he's not washed and he's the best quarterback on the team, I mean they have Michael Pittman. I know Jonathan Taylor might not play, but the the, the they Zach Moss isn't a bad fill in. <laughs> The defense has just been fucking outstanding. Like I, for it's crazy to think because it has to be well coached or whatever. Because usually defenses will give up at this point in the game, at this point of the season, because the offense stinks so fucking bad, and they just haven't given up. They they, they really play they play out hard. They fucking every game they're in it. But I, damn, I kind of want to go. I kind of want to rock with Big Dick Nick. No, give me give me the Chargers here. Char it's an away game. Chargers are always better at away games. Colts, the Colts, I the auto fade. I cannot bet on them. Maybe after this week, Nick Foles shows that they have some life left, and then I can add them to a, a different pile. But right now, they're in the auto fade pile. Both up, man. Both up. But what do you? What is what is the future for the Colts? The boys, they mentioned Matt Ryan again. Like, you can't bench a coach or they would have benched just Saturday. But, boy, like, what is their future right now? They're just too impatient, and it's on, I believe, the owner. Jim Irsay, every promising the fans, I'll get us a Super Bowl within three years or we'll be in the Super Bowl within five. And he just puts so much pressure on, like, because they, I feel like they could have drafted a quarterback in the last three or four drafts 
other than Sam Elliger being a fucking fifth or sixth round pick. I'm talking about a first round quarterback or a second round quarterback. And they choose not to, and they want to take the, the sh- they're not playing the long game. They're playing the short game, which is, okay, we have everything else set up. Let's just plug in a QB that's decent. Phillip Rivers got him decent enough to the playoffs. Carson Wentz, decent enough to almost make the playoffs, but then throw, then lose the last game to the Jags and not make it. And now Matt Ryan, who I would still put in the same category as the other two. I was big on, like, Matt Ryan's done this year. Like, I was big on him last year being done. I was like, his arm is gone. He doesn't have the same zip on it. And he just doesn't He doesn't have the physical gifts to get out of the pocket. He's too old now. And so they keep playing this short-term fix for an issue that I think is really a long-term thing. Like, they could have been in the Eagles type of category right now where they the Eagles had everything else set up. And then they're like, okay, now let's draft a quarterback in the first or second round. Let's get Hurts. We got Hurts. He might not start the first year, but we have a system built around him. And if he t- pans out to be an actual good quarterback, we are set now. And look at them. They are set. And I think the, the Colts, if they play smart GM-wise, keep everything around them and go draft a good quarterback. Go draft the first round. Trade up if you have to. Go get a guy. And even if he doesn't start that first year, let him sit behind Nick Foles or Matt Ryan or bring in another vet. Go get, go get a vet who's cheap, like Flauco or something. Or just have him sit behind him for a fucking a couple weeks and then bring him in eventually. But this whole – because I can't see them signing a big-name quarterback. The, the Colts doesn't have the same draw as, like, a Miami or L.A. or New York or even the Houston or, or like these big cities that are way better than Indianapolis. They're not going to be able to go get a star quarterback and then also pay all the other guys that they have paid. So long term, unless they actually draft a QB that they're going to invest in, they're going to be, this is going to be the cult for the next five years because they built everything else real good. They just don't want to draft a QB and let it pan out. That's facts. That's dead ass. Imagine being a young quarterback and coming into that setup, Jonathan Taylor on the low right there. A decent old a decent old line at times. And then you got that defense. And the old line's been hurt this year. So like at least you can bank on when they come back next year, they'll be healthy. And you'll have an elite O line again for the run game. But yeah, like you what are you gonna do to stick with Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan was just a one year thing. It didn't work out. Now where you're gonna be next year, the same boat on the free agency. Okay, well. We got to find another QB. Uh, but that was my last little tangent on the Colts. They need to fix their shit. Let's get into uh, everybody's favorite part of the show. Our best bets, uh, not the best bets, but our locks and dogs of the week. And I'll round out with my best bets. Well, actually, Kev, before we hop into that, we did have one game on Saturday, Christmas Eve. We went a little too quick. The Vikings are at home. They're four-point favorites against the Giants. Giants four-point underdogs here. Do you think the Vikings – like, the big thing to me is, will the Giants – the Giants offense will be able to work against this Vikings defense, but will the Vikings score enough points to beat the Giants? They motherfucking better. The Giants ain't shit. Like, what – the game they played against the Commons last week, the show, like, they're not like that. They're really not. And then – don't get me wrong, the Giants, the Vikings defense gives up a lot of points. But the same way that they held on, um, they they got 33 points scored on them. They had to stop the boys from scoring 33. And they kept fucking um, stumbling Matt Ryan ass. I'm not saying 
Dan Dan Jones might be a little bit better than Matt Ryan. That's crazy. But motherfucking the Giants, I don't see this team doing well that crazy good. Like take that I don't see this team exploring the defense like um like they could. So I like this to be I like I'm taking um the Vikings all day on this one. Jay Jettus. Hopefully KJ Osborne has another good game. I'm taking the dog here. I'm taking the Giants. Just because the Vikings pass defenses are so bad. Like no, I don't think Daniel Dines is great, but I think this is a game where he's going to have a few good throws just because the Vikings allow people to look good against them. And then Shaquan's going to have a decent game. I think the Colts had Jonathan Taylor for all four quarters last week. They probably would find a way to score more points in the second – find to score any points in the second half. And I, I just can't keep banking, especially like that was a Gatorade dumping performance for the Vikings. Y'all just came back the biggest comeback of all time. Kirk Cousins was so hyped. The whole team was that hype. Like, that's Gatorade dumping type of uh, S performance. And I think they come in a little flat here. I don't know, man. Don't forget, man. Last time they had the Gatorade, they threw the, um, all the chains on Kirk Cousins on the plane. The next week, they, Patrick Peter gets to get gets the game winning stop, and they throw all the, um, all the chains on him in the next game. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe the Vikings—they know something. Nah, you probably—you could be right. I wouldn't be. This isn't the game where I wouldn't be shocked the Vikings win it. But I just feel like the way they play—they play too close of games with every team. Where eventually you will—you will lose one of those games. Now on to the uh, best bets and locks and dogs. As always, starting with the locks and dogs. Kev, shoot me your locks and your dogs. Oh, man, this is going to be good, man. So, I think the Patriots are probably got their asses chewed out after um, the embarrassing game like this week, um, last week against the Raiders. So, I think the Bengals spent, and while the day they was doing that, the Bengals are spending their time working on the craft and everything on the way, right? Thinking about all the good that they can do. So, I'm definitely taking the Raiders in one of my locks. And then I got the... I want to say it's a Monday night game. Oh, you mean the uh, the Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals, my eyes. But yeah, I got the Bengals definitely. T. Higgins does have a great game for my fantasy this week. And then I'm definitely taking um Chargers as a lot because it's not free money with the Chargers, but I just don't trust the Colts to the point where I gotta love the Chargers. And then for my for my underdog, I definitely got to take um. The Eagles, because how many times have we been able to take the Eagles as a dog this year? That's true. I think it's their first game all year as a dog. Then I'm going to have – I got two small dogs, very close spreads here. I got the Broncos. I think their defense is going to win them this game alone against the fucking um, the Rams. I think Baker's going to have a poor day. I wouldn't be shocked if the defense scores all the points. Like it's like a 10-3 game, and, the, uh, and it's all the points are scored on like a pick six or some shit. Then I have the Titans, small dog Malik Willis. I'm not small dog, but small favorite Malik Willis here. They're at home, and I like it better with Malik Willis because if he's in, that just means they're only they're gonna feed Henry 30 touches. There, he will be the heart and soul. He'll have his 200 yards again against this, the worst rush defense in the NFL, the Texans. So I really like them as a lock. And my underdog, I'm going to keep going to this well. It's treated me really good this year. I'm going to take the Panthers at home as a small dog, two-and-a-half-point dog here. They're 4-4 four and four at home. 
four of their five wins are at home. They play better. They've looked better with Darnold. And the Lions' defense is still questionable. They just keep finding ways to win. And I think the Panthers will be able to run the ball down down their throat to, to win the game. So give me that. My my locks and dogs. Cavs, Bengals, Chargers, Eagles. I got Broncos, Titans, Panthers. And then for Chris, I know I didn't give out any props this week. Been very busy. But I did have eight best bets for this week. Titans minus three. It's the fucking Texans. The Texans have been playing well, I know. But the Titans are going to be able to run the ball on them. And what, and what was the reason why the Texans could keep up with the um, Patrick Mahomes and them? They throw the ball so much, they don't kill the clock. The Titans are going to kill a clock when they run the ball, run it and own it. I got Washington commies plus seven. I just think the Brock Purdy is going to have a bad game. This is his first defense he's playing against that's legit on top 10 in both sides, uh, run and pass. So the run game might not be there. And if you need Brock Purdy, I don't think it's going to be Purdy. So then <laughs> I got Denver minus two and a half. Again, there's one of my locks for a reason. I just really like this Denver Broncos team's defense against this uh, Baker Mayfield-led Rams. I, uh, two and a half isn't big enough. There might not be a lot of points scored in this game, but I just think they'll win by at least a field goal. Seahawks plus 10. Kev hit on it earlier. This spread's way too big. The Chiefs just went to overtime against the Texans. The Chiefs had a fucking – they them against the Broncos the week before. We all thought they were going to blow out the Broncos. What did they do? They play with their food. And the Seahawks, yeah, they have a porous run defense. This is not what the Chiefs do. They're not going to run the ball 100 times. And for that reason, I'm taking – oh, and the Chiefs' defense has been not that great this year, like a bottom three pass defense. So, like, Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, all them boys are probably going to be eating this game. So, yeah, plus 10 is way too big for the NFL. Then, Bucks minus 7.5. I, like I said, this could be like a 30-10 to 10 game. The Cardinals' offenses look shit. The Cardinals' defenses look shit. And the Buccaneers, I know they look shit as well, but – I think their defense is going to be the big thing here. It's going to be a lot of short fields for them, easy points, and I just think they're going to blow out the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. And then to keep the good times rolling, I've yet to miss on my over-under. So hopefully this continues the trend. Under 36.5 for the Rams-Broncos game. 36.5 is a low-scoring game, but tell me you don't see 17-10 final score and you wouldn't be shocked. A 13-10 final score. Like, neither one of these points – they both have good defenses and terrible offenses. So, yeah, this is going to be a low-scoring game here, under 36 and a half. <laughs> Over 32 for the Browns and Saints. I I know there's no Landry. I know there's Chris, no Chris Olave. I know it's going to be 10, 10 degrees there, very windy, very cold. But Browns have a bad rush defense. Alva Kamara could get shifty. I think the Saints are going to let up some points to the Browns, and I just think 32 is a little too low for a National Football League game. Like, 32, that's, that's nothing. Like, like 17, 17, you're going over 32. Like, like seven, like the one team scores 20, we're looking good at this point. Mm, then, under 47 and a half for the Cowboys-Eagles. Um, yeah, under 47 and a half Cowboys Eagles. I just don't see a lot of offense here. These are both really good defenses. Cowboys Terrence Steele went out against uh, two weeks ago. He's out for the year, right guard. 
That's how the pan. Uh, that's how the Jags got four sacks on Dak. Made his life uncomfortable. Eagles got a better front seven. They're gonna get to him. And then the Cowboys got the second or third best pass defense in the league. And it's gonna be Garner Minshew. So yeah, I just don't see both teams scoring above twenty. You gotta have both teams scoring like twenty to thirty, about twenty to thirty points for you to go over forty-seven and a half. So I don't see it. Give me the under there, and that rounds out Paul's best bets for the Christmas Eve and Christmas games. I like that um Cowboys and Eagles Eagles um under because you know somebody have to score even if somebody scored thirty and somebody scored seventeen, you're not hitting forty seven. That's a lot. Yeah, it's that 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 happens gonna be big. But we broke out broke down every single game from Christmas Eve to the day after Christmas, so you can't say we didn't do that. Then we giving mm-hmm. out some best bets. Kev even dropped a prop bet. I'm actually gonna drop right down your prop bet, Kev. What was it? It was a anytime interception for Dak. Yeah. All right, so I'm bring that up. Kev's one prop bet of the year. Let's see how it does. Christmas special for y'all boys. I'm crying, but how do you, what's your take on this game? Um, the Jaguars versus the um, not the Jaguars versus the Jets. Trevor Lawrence, not bad, not amazing, but not bad. Lots of great rushes, I think. And that touchdown, that touchdown, that diving Superman touchdown was insane. Hey, I've been saying it big. The Jets have been masquerading Zach Wilson behind an elite defense and a good run game. The run game did not work this week on Thursday Night Football, so you needed Zach Wilson to look good, and he just doesn't look good. He, like this was the, this was, You could tell the difference between the first overall pick and the second overall pick. There was a huge yeah. difference between leadership, between quarterback play. One had a horrible coach last year. Yeah, and you can just see, like, the little – he just looks happier. Like, Trevor Lawrence looks comfortable. He looks happy. The team looks happy around him. He seems to actually own the locker room. Like, he, he seems like one of the leaders on the team. Whereas Zach Wilson, I don't think he tells anybody to do anything in that locker room. I don't even think he can mm. tell the water boy to get him some water. <laughs> That's real now. But, hey, that's how it is. Yeah, but we broke it down for y'all. We dropped the bets. We dropped the locks and dogs of the week. Stay tuned for the recap, and stay tuned. We may be going live sometime as well. But as always, this has been Paul Pickin' Winnow Concha. That's Kev Waterboy Savoy. We just broke down week 16 of the NFL for y'all. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. Got a problem with the problem ready. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Cause my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes, this ain't not new. Let him in, passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.